Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Saturday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 8th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, I wish uh, I wish it wasn't 50 and rainy today. It kind of was a downer. Um, but I loved it. I went out there. Hey, uh, no, this is an un, unplanned ad read for zero restriction. Yeah. I was in head to Unplanned, unpaid ad read. Zero restriction <laughs> gear. Had my notes. I was scared to death about my notes getting bled and covered in rain. It was the rain you coming been, through my pockets. Real, a modern day Scott Templeton then. And I just came in and they were full integrity. No ink had bled. <laughs> totally dry in my pockets. <laughs> my clothes were totally dry. Uh, but but I, I, I'll do, uh, yeah, I'll do the zero restriction rain gear. So unplanned, unpaid for ad read, I guess. It's, it's paid for in some respects. But you know what else? Why we're here? Why I was able to get out here? Why I was able to go and trudge through some kitty litter not enough but but you know the, these cold 48 degrees raining sideways conditions at augusta national is largely due to club tfe um you know this is our member program membership program at the fried egg um we've been firing out articles blogs uh all week over at uh, the club tfe blog we had a course review on common ground uh, there's a course review every week there's 52 all week it helps support the fried egg it helps us I don't know, travel to events. It helps us uh, go cover events, do these podcasts with on-the-ground observations, jokes, gnome intel, things of that nature that, that you know, help support the cause without being, um, I don't know, conflicted by maybe a certain sponsor that may have some involvement in the event. So this is our approach or what we've tried to do. It helps support some of these travels um, and it's being invested into content making more content, whether it's videos, of courses we get out to see, or coverage of major championships. So you can go to Club TFE, become a member. It's $120 for the year, $10 a month. That's 52 course profiles, 10% off in the merch shop, early early registration to events, Club TFE blog, uh, and a gift we're still working on for the week it's, or the yeah, year. I, I think we're getting close on that. It's so. good stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's really good stuff. Um, um, all right, let's go. Saturday. Saturday. Cold, rainy. Yeah. Uh, eventful day and uh looks like we're gonna get everything done on sunday most importantly game within the game game within the game we'll, that, not not for me this is it's will persimmon boy play on monday <laughs> persimmon boy andy i got i got in an email about like it was just a general email and i just found it so humorous based off of the story you told yesterday uh, about the, the one, one club the wonder is that uh you know it was like a note it was just about you know i have a meeting i need to go to tomorrow and stuff and it was like congratulations and then it uh, there's a line that said 
uh, equipment rentals are not available at Augusta National. So just a travel tip for anybody that's that coming in. That's coming in. Just so you know, Try you, to can't, score time. you can't get your rental set at Augusta National. I found it quite quite humorous that uh, that they include that in there. So you have to go to a meeting for the lottery tomorrow. You should raise your hand. You're like, hey, uh, I'm playing persimmon. Is that okay? Just to kind of what? set the tone. I just kind I of set the to tone with all your playing partners in the room. I'm, I'm going to play persimmon. I'm going to hidden the best the best is always people's reaction on the first tee oh, when I've, you pull it out and and they're like I've wait a second it several times now we'll do the rounds with you but yeah yeah that's great so game within the game you're looking good we're looking good we're gonna finish on sunday yeah i i mean listen is it great that i get to play golf on monday yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm but, not gonna lie to you yes it is but the uh if for golf, it's super important for this event to end on a Sunday. I mean, this is the biggest event of the year. This is if imagine if the Kentucky Derby happened on like a a Monday in the middle of the day, sport. the morning of yeah. of Monday morning, the conclusion of a Kentucky Derby would be a freaking disaster. Can right? I can I just say something? The Masters hasn't had a Monday finish since like forty years something. The way the forecast looked at the start of the week, and the way the forecast looked for Saturday. That they got a round and forty percent, a round and a half, done, and they're going to get a Sunday finish. And they, no one was injured yesterday during those treat thing. The they good fortune favored the Masters yet again. I, I honest to God, like it's so much bad. There could have been so many bad things that could have gone wrong with forecast wise, and obviously more seriously with the treat thing. That this is somehow sailed through for probable Sunday finish is pretty remarkable. The amazing thing is watching the weather forecast, and the same thing happened with Tigers yeah, uh, in twenty nineteen. Yeah, it's like this place, like it, like deflects the weather away. It just like breaks up, and I know it eventually added up. The rain added up. It was too much. I, I am interested. You went out there. I did not. I, I stay I went out in the morning. I oh, watched California like, boy. I, well, listen. I I was going through. I was toiling with with the, with everybody right not being able to watch the final round. I didn't know this was happening. Yeah. So I was just trying to be a man of the people so I could relate. You know, was that nice and comfortable in the media center? Did I have snacks and beverages and <laughs> everything in my fingers? Fat and happy. Yep. Yes, of course. But <laughs> I just wanted to. You know. I wanted to go through what what all the people that are listening to this were going through. Well, there was there was all these conflicting things. You'd hear like, well, actually, maybe it's not coming until five o'clock now, and it might miss us, and even it might miss us by then. And it it came by like the third hole, pretty pretty well, and then just was hammering us uh, all the way through from that. And like they were playing in it, it was playable. It was it, it started to come a little sideways. That made it worse. I'd say the cold wasn't so cold. Obviously, the rain exacerbates the cold. Um, but like seven was a was not good. I'm not, I don't want to say a mess, but there was like it was standing water. They couldn't. It was a river it's, running it through the middle of it. Yeah, and so you can't keep playing. And it was taking them forever to get a. It was. It, I actually went ahead up the hill to eight. To kind of because it was a zoo. We'll talk about umbrellas in a minute. We'll talk about umbrellas. It wasn't a zoo. It was just hard to follow. It was hard to see anything. So I went ahead to eight, and they were just on seven green. I, you know, I kept watching them talk to the officials, and they'd squeegee. And so I was like, I'm just gonna go ahead. 
And then finally the horn blew. So I I think it's a victory that they got done what they got done today. Do you think they should have kept playing? There was it, at some point there was just too it's, much water on the green. It's absolutely a victory. They finished I mean, second round, made the is, cut, and they got through whatever about thirty five percent of the, the the third round. They will be out. Have they said when they're resuming yet? Uh, I assume, I, I assume it'll be seven thirty probably or eight, and and they'll be back at it. And uh, we're gonna get this in. The usual final round, final group is about three o'clock on Sundays when they usually do it, and they should be able to get to that. Yeah, today they had. Tea times in a block from eleven thirty to one oh six, so they'll probably finish tomorrow by, say, I don't know, eleven thirty, yeah, noonish, and then do tea times nice one thing, to three. The type nice thing. thing too is they'll have the tea times basically set, like you know, because and unlike today with where you have people all over the board, mm-hmm. like you got the leaders, you you have like effectively the framework of the the flow of the tournament set. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so you're, you people are going to be able to know you, they're going to be able to just kind of like turn it over a little bit quicker. I would imagine. Hopefully they go to twosomes, but I don't think. I it, I, yeah. I don't. I, they're just going to want to condense it down to a two hour. I don't. I don't yeah. Think but they what, do what if they did split T twosomes? Is there enough? Uh, yeah. I wonder how long that would stretch out across i mean i think they they might be able to this is not i let's get to the golf i i would love right, it brooks kepka's your leader i guess no one got to see the first what, when did it come in so wait everybody was waiting for it to to hit the four through six. Oh, the stream can. yeah so nobody was you know the the telecast obviously came on at at 3 p.m eastern so everybody you know the the feature groups were, didn't have brooks and uh, and rom in it uh, so everybody's waiting and it's uh, you're just watching the shot by shot as it comes you're waiting for the shots to load into the uh you know into watson you know the great predictor of the future watson <laughs> <laughs> and uh AI boy yeah watson <laughs> waiting for watson to get those shots loaded in and see what was going on in the tournament but um you know, I, I think like obviously this is the weather situation created this issue that happened. And, and I think the uh, you know, I think that just in general uh, across golf, the the telecast rules need to get more a little bit less rigid and more fluid, especially for bigger events like this. To me, it seemed like this might have been more of an Augusta National thing than a CBS thing with the with the telecast windows. So, you know, I think a lot of people are yelling at CBS, but I don't think they really I mean, had, CBS had a, is ready, willing, and able. Yes, right? especially just, for the this Masters. This tradition that they limited TV coverage, which of course has expanded quite a bit over the and years. I don't, I don't think CBS controls who the featured group is either. So No. No, I don't. I think Augusta National picks that. So we, here we are. Brooks Kepka leads by four. They are on the seventh green. They didn't put out, right? I went ahead to eight. Uh-huh. I haven't. Um, I'm going to say what's probably a very unoriginal and probably simplistic statement after watching them for six, seven holes. And you said this in your newsletter too. So it's already unoriginal. You mentioned this in your newsletter with a, a quick little pop to maybe an OEM or two. But like the Masters or this kind of high-level golf, Brooks Kepka watching John Rahm, top-ranked players, is seems so much more about avoiding bogeys than making birdies. Um, and I'd say that's especially true on a Saturday at the Masters. Of course, like your position changes and you got nine holes left. And I think like watching that, I watched the first hole. 
they're all in a spot of bother off the tee. Brooks goes in the bunker, right? Uh, but Rahm and, and Bennett are left. Bennett is the amateur. He rips it at the flag. Goes in the bunker. Can't get up and down from the bunker. Tight pin. That's left pin. You know, can't keep it close. It runs out. Doesn't make the putt coming back. Makes a bogey. Rom, Kepka, the seasoned, you know, top-rated players, major championship winners, do what they can to throw it to the front of the green. Right? They're not going to the flag. You know, Bennett is. Maybe he wasn't intending to, but he was aggressive. Went in the bunker. Makes bogey. Rom. Brooks, throw it to the front of the green, chip on, make putts. You know, just throw it up. And for me, it just, um, like, and the same happened on two, two, right? They both make birdie. I mean, Brooks is just throwing it up to the green. I'm going to make no worse than par. He made a birdie there. Same for three, four. He just, he was in the bunker all over, bunker on four. Bunker, yeah. all these bunkers, sand play. And for me, it just crystallized, especially that first all those leaves on the from spot of the, like not ideal positions in the fairway or, or for, for on approach. Like it seems like this right now is so much more about avoiding bogeys than just like making any. Well, this is what playing at Augusta National right. is all about. It's not. It's you know Phil said it in his presser after round one. Like I get relieved here because I don't have to be perfect. And and one of the things about Augusta is that you have to realize when you're out of position it's it it allows you to attempt a heroic shot but what augusta national is almost is is about restraint and understanding when like you're you are going to run into birdies at augusta national yes like yeah. that it, it's the par fives are super gettable like 2 8 13 and and 15 are like kind of like all half pars right you know, so you're going to run into birdies. The key at Augusta is avoiding the big numbers and also understanding when you're out of position, where to throw the ball to. And that's why we see guys that play perpetually well here, like that play well over and over again. It's obviously important to have a strong short game because you're going to be out of position. Yep. But it's also under uh, really important to understand when you're out of position. And that's it's way different than like the Floridian, which <laughs> you know, obviously like Sam Bennett was talking about the Sam greens. Sam Bennett was talking about how fast the greens are. Well, it doesn't really matter if you're on the left side of the fairway and the pins on the on the left side at the Floridian. It does matter at Augusta National. I think that's why we see, and like obviously, Sam Bennett is putting together a great first oh, run here. Him. Okay, yep. this is not a besmirch, yep. but like why we see, like just in general, first timer struggle is that you don't always understand when you're out of position here and where the position is to leave the ball, and that's what these guys like Kepka. I mean, listen, like the last time we saw Kepka in in the mix here his chances ended by making a big number, right? Yeah. And I think, like, he kind of got tigered. He got he saw what the one of the greatest Augusta National players, I'm sure he's replayed that final round before. Before, Like, how many times do you think he's watched that final round over, right? Yeah. He's an athlete. He watches <laughs> tape, right? It's just he like, grinds the tape, <laughs> yeah. He's so, in the film room but, and doing PT, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you watch some of these guys play out here, like like Phil, like Spieth, like Tiger, um, 
You know, it's not a, a master class of shot making all the time. It, a lot of times it's a master class of restraint. Thought, yeah, thought. And, and so we, I, he leads by four. There's I, a lot of golf left. Yeah. Okay. But a that's ton. the guy if you, that's the guy you want to see least leading by four in my opinion uh, just based on the way things the way things have looked and the way things he the way he's done uh, won his majors. I think like the 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 one thing I'll say is the the guy I'd probably least like to have a four shot lead over uh, you know is John Rahm, you know. Right, sure. So sure, I think that sure. that in terms of like yeah, Brooks is out ahead, but he's literally one eagle away from it being right back to a a tight battle. I'm super excited. I just, I you know my my hope is that we get a really great duel yep. and we don't get you know the bottom falling out on someone. And I think like the the unfortunate thing is I just don't see a scenario where anybody else really has a chance to catch Brooks. Yep. Uh. And, and um. It should be like Rom. Rom has gotten the worst of the draw. It looks like he bogeyed four and five right now. It looks like he's probably, um, yeah, I wouldn't say probably. He's got a birdie chance at seven. He's he's in close. Probably is way too strong a term. Um, but Rom Rom got popped this morning. He got a bad. bad he played I, great. You want a nugget? Nugget? Good uh, uh, little nugget I picked up at the putting. Boy? Uh, yeah, a little reporter boy out there in the rain. <laughs> Adam the Hayes. the reporter boy that went out there, huh? Adam Hayes went up to Rom's dad at the putting green and told him it was the worst they've played in since Sunday at Royal Portrush this morning. Was the worst they've played in since Sunday at Royal Portrush in 2019. You remember that? Like, yeah. obviously, J.B. Holmes shooting 87 or whatever he shot in that those conditions. Um, so like that, that four shot spread, it's a four shot spread, but it's maybe not indicative of, of Kipka's being that much better than Rom that this, this yeah, week. I, I, I think it's probably like a two shot, you know, where re- in reality, they probably entered the round tied based off of how they played. Yeah. And now Rom's I mean, two back. Yeah, I mean, Kepka's played better than him through six holes. I mean, yeah. the, the the bogey on five is just, it, especially, like, I don't know how Kepka made par at five. I mean, he just sprayed that was, one. That second shot was phenomenal. Right, and we talk about bogey avoidance. It's yeah. just bizarre. It's crazy. Well, he the second shot was be- wonderful, and then he hit two really good putts. Like, right. I mean, this is the thing. He gives away nothing right. at all. Right. Um, like, I compared it in the newsletter last week, like, Brooks – like when we have this major championship, Brooks giving away a shot to par is like getting a Titleist employee to admit that, that <laughs> golf has a distance problem. Like that is like the comparison, right? He just is like relentless in terms of giving away shots. And I mean, it's uh, it's it's been, I mean, it's fun to watch. I, I like really enjoy watching him play golf. It's just, you know, it's a different level when he's got it cooking like this. Yeah, it's just, it happened on two. Uh, Rom was 60 yards ahead of him. I think Brooks must have hit three wood. And Rom yeah. throws one to the back of the green. He's got an eagle putt, nearly makes an eagle. Brooks is in the bunker, gets up and down for birdie. And it's like there's di- their position was so different, but there's no blood. Five, Brooks is out of position. Rom's fine. And Rom's the one who drops the shot. So it's like, God, and Brooks talked about that, like momentum killers or swingers. Well, and he kind of just, he, it, it's, 
and I'm not saying John Rahm can't keep up, but like it's got to be a little frustrating. I mean, it comes down to these things. That was a weak bogey by Rahm. Yeah, like he yeah. missed a short putt. That's a weak bogey, right. and he had a, a a weak double bogey. He had a four putt double bogey to start the tournament, and then you throw in the draw, and that right there, you add it four. up is is you know yep. he's ahead. Yep. If it, it you know if it, it you know he's tied if it's a three putt and a two putt instead of a four putt and a three putt and uh, and the bad draw. So listen, like there's a lot of golf left. I, I um who else besides Kepka and Rom? You've kind of said Rom's the guy to chase. Is there anyone you want to go? Uh, uh, listen, I, I love what Sam Bennett's done, but like you know he shot he played he shot six he played outstanding the first two rounds. He shot sixty eight sixty eight. If he shoots sixty eight in the final round, that's not going to be enough to catch these guys. Like right. you know if he if he gets you know, let's just say he go like those were ideal scoring days. He played outstanding. Let's just say he gets it two back, and he's at eight, and then he shoots sixty eight. He's got twelve. He's not going to win. You know, I like. Yeah, it's amazing. He's got to go ballistically low, and I don't think like listen like if, what what has to happen for them to everybody else to be in the mix is like I mean. Who do you, if you take Brooks out of it? Who do you feel good about chasing Rom? Like, where's the cutoff if Rom was the leader at nine? Is it, is it four guys at four have a shot? So like, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I know, I know it's it not guys just at one five? round left, but I don't even know if it's guys at five. And you're if it's just Rom, if if Kepka's not in, so like that's the thing that I start to think about is like, listen, I think this is just a two horse race right now, and um. We'll you know. see. Maybe that re- that maybe that resets by the, we started the final maybe, round. Maybe it's tomorrow. time to assess Kafka the two shot penalty. Bring <laughs> Just some, to bring some yeah, for the, intrigue for the, back the, into yeah, the final for round. The telecast. <laughs> they pop him now. Uh, the Bennett thing was cool. Obviously, I saw him a little bit. That you talk about like, I mean, Rom and Kepka, and we do the trope, the middle linebacker, like two two big boys, the, no, the nose guard. The nose guard, fine, and the middle linebacker, and the guy, yeah, right behind him. The nose guard and Two the safety. Two big mfers, and then you have Sam Bennett behind him, who's not like small, but but trudging. You know, he's an amateur, and he's playing with two like. And he's got an oversized Major winners, shirt. His, big his boys. His jacket didn't have his NIL logo. I know. He, the agent who wasn't certified or didn't get in, was he needs to get on that. But I thought one of the cool moments for me that I saw up close, so I went up to the first tee because Tiger uh, had a 106 tee time on 10, and Rahm and Kepka 106 on 1. And I was like, who's going to have a bigger gallery? Tiger slightly. The applause was certainly the loudest for Tiger. They go, Brooks Kepka, and it's like, clap. And then like, Five seconds, boom, boom, boom. Tiger Woods, much louder over on 10. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, but I was up there and Bennett, so Rom comes like barreling through the human tunnel to get to the putting green, headphones in like force march. And then Bennett's right behind him, half his size, not small, but half his size. Rom's a big boy. And he sees his mom. He like runs over and gives her a big hug on the way to the putting green, dude. You're going against Rom and Kepka. And she's like crying, says, I love you. It was like a really cool scene. I was like, well, I mean, that's a little different than Ron with the headphones in, who's like just like bouncing. You know, people if Bull, people he touched him, they go five feet flying the other way. Uh, so it was a cool scene. It was his mom was like wiping tears from her eyes, like when she turned around. So I thought that was like really cool. Um, and then he made a bogey, but but it's it's a, it just his presence in this final group against two 
like real bulls is, is remarkable and an achievement in and of itself. Um, but Kyle he's not Porter's here. Kyle Porter has joined Just us. Popped in, popped the, in the podcast room. The We're out of the center. conference room, back in the podcast room tonight. We got a guest. We'll see if we can, uh, you know, get through this. Do you have Kyle. any thoughts or takes? Do you want to get out there? What, what, where are you at? Well, first of all, Rom Rom always reminds me. You said he was marching through the the tunnel there. Yeah. He always reminds me of you know when they when NFL teams line up a uh, like a tackle at tight end and they and they run him like in motion as like a lead blocker <laughs> like San Francisco does the 49ers do this they'll they'll line up a, a big boy at, at tight end run him in motion hand off to Debo or somebody like that that's what I always that's what I think of when I think of Rom he's just always like hunched over running downhill he could be a fullback. I think you, I think that's a fullback. You, you, what did you call an uh, outside rusher? I call him an I call him an edge rusher. But you you know your descriptor of running downhill, which is kind of a, a cliche, like a yeah. it's not a real thing that you can't. I mean, but he did look like he was marching downhill through these people. Like get away from me, I'm going to the putting green. But anyways, that was just a little sort of contrast in the two uh, approach to the putting green and prep before the round. Um, what else do we have? What are what's your big takeaway? Where did Debo Samuel go to college? Uh, South Carolina, I think. South Carolina? Yeah. Oh, kind of topical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, big takeaway. Big takeaway is that Sunday, 30 holes at Augusta National between two kind of titans is, is we don't usually get this clear cut of history in front of us. Did you guys already talk about this? No. I mean, we've talked about them head to head. Go. No, go. <laughs> We, we only have two mics. You guys, you guys refuse <laughs> to get a third microphone. Well, there's only two inputs to this. This would be a lot of. This would put a lot of editing strain on our editor. Yeah, fortunately, they don't make soundboards with more than two inputs. Um, well, then I would. It wouldn't fit as nicely in my bag. How? That's true. How? How rarely do we get to kind of his? Like these guys are pretty clearly historical figures. Like 50 years from now, these guys will be among the whatever 25 30 40 best probably probably fewer than that probably 25 best players ever and you're just getting a clear like head-to-head match play situation i mean it's kind of like when the aces square off against the high flyers (laughs) (laughs) exactly the same but the i mean the numbers are crazy like there's only been 13 guys since world war ii that have won five majors and kepka can make it 14 there's only been 17 players that have ever won the Masters and the U.S. Open, and Rom could make it 18. So there's just look it, at this guy coming in here with stats, <laughs> data boy over here, stat boy, stat boy. <laughs> he is building a, a stat website. We launched a data, it. data website, the golf record. The golf so record. you know he is a stat boy now. <laughs> I am. Uh, I it just it, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that there's so much um, so much history at stake there. Is there is there anyone else? You're saying head to head. Is there anyone else you're, you're willing to entertain with a, a round and a half, a little more than a half to go? No, no. It, it's it. it's filled Stenson. I feel like we got we got jammed here with contender pretender. One of my favorite major championship uh, exercises. We waited one day too long to do contender pretender, and now we're hung out to dry with no contender pretender. Unless you want to do is is Brooks Kepka contender or a pretender. 
I mean, come on. He's a contender. <laughs> We've talked about him for 30 minutes today. He's a contender. You want to talk about Tiger this morning? Sure. We can talk about Tiger. All three of us were out there. Yeah. We all braved the cold, what, put the rain gear on, got out there. Um, so Tiger uh, battles, makes the cut. Makes the cut. Wasn't sure that he made the cut, but he sets the all-time cuts record, or he ties the all-time cuts record with Fred Couples and uh, and Gary Player for most consecutive made cuts at 23. Um, obviously, consecutive in events that he's played in, not necessarily uh, you know years off for injury. Uh, so he made it. Obviously, we thought at the beginning of the day he needed to play even par golf in from 12. Um, it turned out. His one over was okay and got him in thanks to some really horrendous weather conditions that rolled in uh, near the end of his round and other people's round. So Tiger gets in. Uh, I thought, I you know, I was sitting in Kyle with you and uh, we saw the slip and the it seemed to really change. And so this happened while he was walking off the 16th green. He slipped and it drastically changed his gait. It did. I mean, it, it was. It wasn't a huge slip. It was kind of subtle, but it just changed his entire um, demeanor. I mean, even the way he, his face looked, like he was grimacing a ton. Did he? He bogeyed eighteen. Did he bogey? Yeah, he bogeyed seventeen. So he wiped it right. I, I think one of the things is like when you lose your like. Obviously, he doesn't have much like legs in his golf swing anymore, but legs are still super important. When you lose your legs in your golf swing, you're gonna hit high wipey cuts and and pull hooks. And he had a high wipey cut, and then the next hole, I'm guessing he was trying not to hit that, yep. and he hit a pull hook. And uh, it, to me, and then it was just more of the same when he went back out. Well, there. I was gonna say he's eight over since we saw him slip. I think because yeah. I think he's six over in his in his third round. And it, it, I mean, would you be surprised if he withdrew? No, I th- I mean, I think it's kind of probably eminent. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure he's gonna give it a go. I you know one of the things I took away from it was like I I can't think of many times in my life where tiger came up to a hole needing a score and he didn't get it Mm -hmm. or thinking he needed a score at that point when he played 18 he needed he everybody thought he needed a par to make the cut yeah and he he made bogey i i can't think of many times in his career that that happened now like it ended up working out but and like we could like you know it's another notch of like he went out and weather that was very unadvantageous for him and uh and got the job done right yeah coincidentally uh 17 18 in 2005 bogey bogey to end the final round and fall into a playoff there after the chip in on on 16 mm-hmm. he needed just a par uh on on either 17 or 18 to to win that masters in regulation i th- i had a tweet thread about this on saturday afternoon i think that one of the underrated aspects of Tiger is just his he's 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 very old school, right? You hear him talk about whether it's his dad or like p- players that he kind of grew up around or looking up to. And I I think that he is like the ultimate professional, and what I mean by that is he just he always shows up, you know? And and he had no we were talking about this out there. He had, there's no, like, you look out the window today, like, like the Stingers captain, is he the captain? Yeah. <laughs> the Stingers captain did and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm out. Like he, there's no reason to, to get out there. 
And I'm just, I, I think his, his willingness to just show up, I think is kind of aspirational and it might lead to more injuries or whatever, but I, I think it's one, I think it's one of the main reasons that he's had the career that he's had. I mean, I, I kind of wrote this last year and so it's, it's all, it's basically we're replaying it again. I think it's a, as much a part of his legacy as like the 15 majors. I think like we watched Spieth last year, just like dive below the wrong side of the cut line. Right, this guy who Augustus is playground too. J- JT did it today. JT today, that's crazy. Same, that's that's crazy, right? Like all these guys who are fifteen years younger in their primes, don't have the the broken body. Like I think that's as much a part of his legacy as like anything. It's just like, I guess show up as you're you're putting it right, and yeah, it's it's similar to last year that that he made the cut again this week is is an achievement on its own and it's weird for a guy who's done everything in the game that like that stuff continues to stand out like that like a made cut or whatever but it is based on where he is in his career and what what his body is i think it was harder to see that in his prime because that's that's always been who he is but it got overshadowed by the wins and the majors and the shots and everything else but that's always been kind of the 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 engine beneath like uh, like that that's driven him is just being a being a pro like and and just being present on every shot on every hole and I, I don't know I, I think that's probably rarer than people I think that's what every pro aspires to but I think it's rarer than people would think I mean do you agree do you, you yeah I, I I mean I think if you listen to golf like great golfers talk they always talk about consistency and that's what we're basically talking about is yeah. like the ability to show up and you know there's a mental thing to it obviously yeah. that others don't have that he's shown the last two years absolutely and i think like you know the guy at the top of the leaderboard is the only other guy in major championships that's shown this like i think obviously like you you can't say that about other events yeah but like brooks is the only other guy that's shown like a bit of resolve and like unwillingness to give away stuff um yeah. now like there's a lot of things in the last two years that would like that are very untiger like like effectively like giving up on <laughs> thinking about giving up on golf and and going to a tour possibly because you thought you were done you know right, right, um right but you know i uh yeah i mean tiger it was it it's it's really amazing and um you know i think i i'm like i don't know if he'll ever get to 83 wins right like, yeah does it does he ever get to 83 wins i don't know that's that's uh, probably it, not maybe he sets this record by himself next year um mm-hmm. but like what other record is there made cuts record at masters you mean yeah yeah so like what what records remain for him to that are actually achievable and feasible could this be the last record you know what's gonna happen um we've talked about this on first cut podcast over at cbs but they're going to retroactively give him those hero, uh, hero world challenge wins. To break eighty three or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean some of the need wins. Are, yeah, there there's just thirty two man fields and it's it's a little a little dicey. All right, what was the, any other? We're, we're going to empty the notebook here. By the way, we have news bulletin from the Masters tournament. The updated schedule for Sunday is eight thirty a.m. resumption of the third round with tee times for the final round off one and ten beginning at twelve thirty. Live broadcast remains two to seven on CBS. Uh, uh, Kyle's employer, CBS. 
uh, two to seven that that will be on. So twelve thirty off one and ten is when it's going to start the final round and eight thirty resumption. So uh, emptying the notebook this morning. You know, we, do you have anything, Kyle? Jump in here with odds and ends. But this morning, um, Andy and I called. You know, a, a Intel source, and we're talking about the trees, the tree gate. Um, no, not tree gate, but the trees falling. Uh, I was wondering, I was curious about the horticulture team that we always hear Fred Ridley talk about. And I asked this person. There's an agronomy team and a horticulture team. Yeah, clearly they've got a bunch of flowers everywhere and ornamentals and things like that. And I asked, like, so is the horticulture team, like, in charge of the trees? Like, probably they have an arborist, I'm sure, no full-time. And the big story, or the big, not story, but thought uh, amongst people in the industry is, the horticulture team at Augusta National now is is great, far greater in number than the turf team and the course maintenance team. Well, that's interesting. I thought that's it. They've got a lot of stuff to yeah. keep up around. Lots here. of lots of property. To Had to be a long night for the horticulture team. I'll just say that the arborist is the man in the <laughs> arena. This was the man in the arena Saturday morning and Friday. He was night. wandering the grounds in the middle of the night, you know, looking at trees. Maybe can we talk about umbrellas? Uh, yeah, you were getting furious. I wasn't at the getting furious. Oh, uh, you were. Pissed. I gotta say, I went back out there. Augusta National is like the happiest place on earth. Everyone is like loves the service, loves the food. There's zero tension. There's everyone's just so happy to be there and cordial and and having fun with each other. Umbrellas bring an element of tension. There's you know people getting taken out left and right. The views, their lines of sight are like just gone. You can't see anything. There's just a canopy of all these hills where you normally would watch the canopy. Can't see, can hardly see anything. And then, yeah, you've got guys like bumping into each other, guys getting clipped here at the neck, the the points. Yes, I watched it happen all day. Everybody's got an umbrella and I'm wondering if we all can't just sack up a little bit and put our rain gear on, you're getting wet anyways. The umbrella is like, it's, it's, is it really happening? Helping a ton? I just think I, I, that's the most little bits of, I don't know, tension or annoyance amongst patrons as they jostled their umbrellas that I've ever seen on this. Yeah. And the get, I mean, you're getting kind of poked in the eye. I, no eye pokes, but I that mean, is it's, the threat. It's, it's, it's yes. ever present. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I it's just another notebook. Um, we saw a Maxfly umbrella. Oh yeah, we did see a Maxfly. Saw a bunch of. Is is taking your umbre- is taking your golf umbrella to the course the new wearing your golf shoes? No, uh, no. no. I think they should ban umbrellas though. That's what I'm saying. I, w- I was waiting for you to join me. Paul. Well, we only have two mics. We're passing the mic around. I was trying to be polite with the mics here, but the umbrellas should go. The ba- I think the b- umbrellas should be banned. Everybody just wear rain gear or get wet. Like John Rahm wasn't wearing rain gear. How about that? He was just soaking. And it's funny. I, I, you know, it's hard. I, I think like you know, if you don't have great rain gear, like zero restriction. It can be a little bit, 
you know, for some people, you don't like swinging rain gear, and John Rob's clearly one of those guys. I heard a, a competitor's rain gear. There was rain gear stories being told out there amongst the comrades. A competitor rain gear, not zero restriction, apparently had a zipper malfunction, and the guy looked like he sweated from his belly button all the way up to his neck, just this big rain, this big line of water. Not zero restriction. I was dry as a bone coming in, but I, that would amuse me. It's funny. I, I played, in, like... I guess like when when the rain was coming down the hardest here, like you know when the rain gets going sideways and it's like sheets of rain. I played abandoned trails in that one time, and uh, I mean the only reason you're playing golf is because you're at abandoned. Like you wouldn't play any other day. And the only issue I had with the with the ZR was that it came in through the collar. Like it, 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 that was the only way water was getting in. And it was like I had like a streak down my chest and down my back that made it look like I sweat. So <laughs> big reindeer, uh, rain gear day. I think they should ban the ban the umbrellas. So, so you want people to check, like if they have a phone and an umbrella, they have to just drop them at the gate? I don't. I don't like, think you should just tell people you can't bring your umbrella in. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like do if they you, have you, umbrellas that. I mean, I don't know. There's sporting events where you can't bring an umbrella, and I just don't think. Are there? Oh yeah. Baseball, you I think. You can't take an umbrella I'm to pretty a baseball sure game. games. You can bring like food Football. and drink into baseball. Yeah, games. I just don't think it's it's I just don't think it works. Um <laughs> other you, do you take your do you take your glove to a game? When I was six. <laughs> you mean now do I uh, this is a separate discussion. No. No, you don't take a glove to a game. I wore golf shoes today, I'll happily admit. It was muddy out there. I wore the Echoes, the Fred Air Couples, Air Freddy Couples. I've not put those on my feet in like eight years. Whenever the Echoes were hot, I saw it was going to be quite muddy on Saturday. I threw in my suitcase, my travel luggage, and I was, it was an homage to Freddy Couples' 31st made cut at the Masters, and I felt great. Feet were dry, uh, the Air Couples. It was amazing. First time in eight years I've worn them. Freddy beaten... New new record holder, oldest player to make the cut, Freddie. Sixty three years, a hundred and something days, two hundred days. Yeah, beat JT Rory. Amazing. I mean, he's he's being he's been asked about Rory on Tuesday. That's true. And he beat, yeah. and he's like, oh yeah, nope, he'll he'll win a Masters. It's not that hard. And then he, and then Rory gets beat by by Freddie on on Saturday. It's not good. <sighs> Freddie's still beating Rory. He's plus four, so <laughs> still still got him by the a nipped, nipped him by a shot right now. Even though he played through a monsoon. One more, one more odds than that. You have you have notes? Any other notes you want to get off, little, little guys? I, I I gotta say, you know, I suspect we'll see Freddie Couples here again next year. I'm not so sure about Big J Coke Crack. Have we seen him? I heard, he, I heard he was pretty, pretty upset. So he took a swipe on Friday, came back for another full plate on Saturday. This is Dave Shedlosky of Golf Channel. I absolutely stand by what I said yesterday. What they did was, in my mind, inexcusable. And he's talking about Augusta National's decision to suspend play with Sandy Lyle on the 18th green of his final Masters. To not be able to find, find a way to let Sandy Lyle walk off that green with his family there and people around to send him off properly, I thought that was wrong. It would have taken a minute just to let him finish by himself. Now, Big J maybe just didn't care that the trees had fallen. There might have been people injured, a hole behind him. I said, it's chicken shit. It could have been a really cool moment for Sandy, his family, the patrons, Augusta National, being the 88 champion. 
Him and Larry being their last masters, I asked them for a special exemption. I think he meant like, you know, uh, yeah, a dispensation, something to keep the game going. They said they weren't even going to blow the horn for a few more minutes, but the trees came down on 17. I said, this is a moment that he's not going to get again. I think Augusta National and the Rules Committee should be ashamed of themselves. Augusta National and the Rules Committee should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Big J coming a, out. This is a real put, the lumber. This is a real put your foot in your mouth moment. For I'm Jake really O'Krat. disappointed for him and his family for not being able to have that moment. Um, there he went on more. Look, as it seemed like they could have maybe had this happen, the trees really changed the dynamic of the day and and. It's it's bad. It's bad. Did not let him finish. It could have. It seems like it could have happened. But I mean, <laughs> Big J just firing off, telling that Augusta Nash should be ashamed of themselves is amusing. I, I'm glad he added to the content hey, before I, he got out. I got a question for you guys. Who who would you most like to have seen play in this weather from the stable of Mize, Woozy, or Lyle? I mean, and what, and, and what, what, what would have been the shortest drive? Do you think Woozy would have been able to hit an iron on 12? <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. What are you talking about? I, I mean, balls were being just batted around all, out there. On 12? Yeah. He would hit an iron. Come on. He would hit an iron. I mean, do, should we talk about that? Andy, you, you take over here. It was it was pleasing to see guys that I, uh, JT had 218. Rom had 215 into 18 up the hill. Like, there was some real mid-irons being put in play. Um, mid-irons? They were in three-wood short. Decky went driver three-wood. On 18, are you talking about? Right. It was a little crazy. I mean, like, real talk, you know. It's great. All right. Here's a question. Who needs a like, local rule? The draw is such, like, here's the thing that we got kind of, I think, like, kind of boned out of with the draw, Right boned out of we um cameron young just got like ejected at the end of the round was in contention right and like you can't i can't imagine he finishes that way uh hovland was out there playing like these are some of the guys that had chances to be in the mix like really in the mix just got blown out to sea in in that at the end of that that the weather got so bad at the end of the the second round this morning and then it was kind of like a lull you know and their guys are hitting balls on the range it's not raining you know they get it back out there but like you know to me like the draw did hinder a little bit what we might have at the top. I don't think it would have been, but we might have somebody at eight or seven and say, okay, this guy's got a shot with nice weather tomorrow, right? I think we lost one guy because of that weather. (laughs) A man down. Yeah, man down. I think Cam Young is probably my my, bet. He made that double on 17 when it's just like pissing down rain. And and then Hovland obviously had to play through some... I think the flip side of that is is that Kepka got kind of protected from that. Oh yeah, you know, and and so even even if you look at Rom, he went what birdie bogey, birdie he, bogey. To he got Charlie Hoffman. He got <laughs> protection. <laughs> of course, I thought she meant drop from coverage in the third round of the Masters. Um, Real quick, I got to jump in on the protection thing. Now jump. Up. Uh, I heard a story today in the media center. I can't get too specific, but a spouse, 
of a player was hollering about how there wasn't enough protection for the players with the trees. They were worried about it. They got to protect the players. A spouse of a certain player was quite angry talking to a reporter yesterday uh, that they were worried that they weren't protecting the players because of the trees falling down. Never mind the people that it nearly took out. But go ahead. Sorry. Continue. For sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think it – I mean, it got I, – I, you you can do strokes or you can do uh, scoring average by by wave, but it almost doesn't tell the story because of how short of a time period it was. But how intense that I mean, guys were hitting JT at a five wood into eighteen. <laughs> yeah, Hideki went driver three wood and it was short. Yeah, <laughs> it was unbelievable. And then of course, like the, everybody bogeyed eighteen but, coming in. <laughs> but the 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 rollback truthers, you know, just out of the woodwork on on like during a monsoon and you're like well they, yeah of, yes of course well like, well the the thing that's going to happen with this is that somebody's going to aggregate all the average approach distances into yeah. 18 and be like see there's not a problem like six months from now and and just completely ignore they're going to be like look at all these shots from 200 plus yards on 18 yes. and everybody's saying we need a rollback just real quick on the distances, uh, Hovland had a quote, the ball just goes nowhere. For ex- This is a glimpse, obviously minus the weather, of what could be. The ball just goes nowhere. For example, this was from the morning. On 14, it's usually a driver wedge, driver 9-iron. Today it was driver 7-iron on 14, and it still didn't get there. After a pretty good shot. On 18, driver 5-iron. 17 was driver 6-iron. Usually you might have wedges into those holes, so just completely different. We're talking about five irons, six irons, and seven irons. All right, we're, we get, we're, we're getting we're booted losing. out of the yeah, recording we've lost, room. We, we've gone over our That's allotted it. Andy's time Andy's got to get an oil change. No, we got to no, go. No, no, uh, no. It's probably, probably maybe his KV, KVV might be booting us out. For, oh, really? You know, you know, who knows? All right, everybody. Be, uh, some some media member, somebody, you know, somebody's going to listen to somebody else. But this is it's time to go. All right, thank, thank you for your continued support, Kyle. Kyle. Let's get to Kyle. Kyle Porter, CBS. Follow him on Twitter. Are we doing picks? Picks? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rom. Rom, I, I like that. Brooks. Brooks. I'm taking Brooks. All right, follow Kyle Porter. Thanks to him for joining us. Uh, thank you for your continued support. We'll be back Sunday with a recap.